0: Welcome to Last In Line Podcast, where we are highlighting, showcasing, and spotlighting great leaders of faith who have overcome adversity, cultivated resilience, and served others in a significant capacity. So settle in and be encouraged by this episode of Last In Line Podcast. Gentlemen, what's up? It's a pleasure to be with you again. Hey, I love... The fact that we can come together on this platform, we can talk, uh, and uh, really I'm doing the talking, but hopefully this is resonating with you guys. Hopefully you all are getting better. Hopefully I am getting better. Um, Hopefully we're figuring some stuff out together. Uh, Guys, I got a good one tonight. I say that every week, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like the the fact that I'm humble enough to know that these are not my ideas and God I think is maybe ordaining some of these conversations and giving me the wisdom to articulate that in and of itself is worth it to me to keep coming back to the microphone. So I feel like it's going to be good every week that God is in control and I get out of the way and I just try to be obedient. I think we can't lose with that mindset. So I got some good stuff for you today. We're going to talk a lot about agency, a lot about ownership, a lot about doing doing a custody audit today. Some title it like custody audit, taking custody of your life, your resources, your gifts, your skills, your role, okay, stewardship in the area of purpose, mission, gifts, serving. Um, and so um the custody audit, we're gonna do a little checks and balances tonight. We're gonna get a little inventory on our Emotional state when it comes to passionately attacking things in our life and proactivity and responsiveness versus reaction. Uh, We're going to do a lot of talk about, hey, uh, guys, getting, you know, we're going to do a lot of talking about just taking ownership in general. I don't really know any other fancy way to say it. Uh, So let's go, let's dive in, let's get it done. So guys, three essentials for maintaining personal agency and ownership. So if we can lock in and grab these three essentials, make these essentials essential in your life. Make them part of the fabric of your daily existence. If you can do that, guys, I got to tell you, I think you are going to see a huge difference. You're going to see... uh you're going to be more of the jockeying, less of the horse that gets whipped by life. Okay. You're going to be doing a little of the whipping. Uh, and so figuratively, obviously got to qualify that Every, sad that we have to qualify everything, but I know my audience, you guys get what I'm saying. And and you obviously didn't think I meant taking a whip after something. Um, so anyway, here we go. Uh, we, we get, um, I guess we get passive of course and, we get people stay passive in my opinion, and flaccid, okay again, figuratively guys don't don't get freaked out here. We get passive and flaccid when we take when we haven't taken that ownership when we haven't taken the reins to the racehorse example, when we haven't decided to steer the ship, um we've let kind of the ship steer us or we've put the ship in neutral and we just kind of let the wind blow us where it blows us. There's a lot of you out there like that. Even strong Christian men, the the culture is swaying you. The culture is that wind that's blowing you because you're not really rising up and walking in that in charge of things, in charge of your life, taking custody of it. So we're going to take an audit tonight. We're going to give you these three essentials. Um, we don't want to be the people that life happens to. Okay. We want to be the ones leaning in to life. Um, We definitely want to be the hammer more than we're the nail. And if you're standing around, right, the nail stands still, the nail doesn't move and it gets hit a lot. Okay. It takes the pounding, the hammer's motion. It's got motion. It takes action, takes momentum, takes force. Okay. And that's what we got to be in our life. If we want to be the hammer more than we're the nail, we got to take steps. We got to move forward, got to have progress. We got to take ownership and agency, self agency over the things in our life that we've been in charge, placed in charge of as faithful stewards. Um, the proactive person, right? Proactivity propels us. And the reaction, the reactivity causes the drift. And I will say guys that are sitting around waiting on the wind to blow them, they're more susceptible for enemy attacks because they're isolated, most likely. They're not taking a step into situations. They're not infusing themselves uh, proactively into life, into parenting, into rejuvenating a relationship with their wife. They're just sitting around waiting for stuff to come to them. And guess what? They're more susceptible to the enemy attacks. They're more susceptible to be swayed in a direction that's unhealthy and that compromises their role as the man. Um, So let's not be blown by the wind. Let's not cause this drift. Let's not be drifting uh, in our life because we're either too scared or too careless or too, flaccid and passive to actually move the needle and move the ball down the court. Um, Ignorance propels, I'm sorry, ignorance of purpose breeds spectators and onlookers. That's just a little bonus nugget I had thought of and I put in the outline. So again, I'll say it again. Ignorance of purpose. So this is someone who doesn't really know, let alone care let alone know how to grab a hold and execute a purpose. So ignorance of purpose breeds this group of spectators and onlookers that really have no role. They have no influence. They have no uh, vitality in the big mission, in the big purpose, the big plan. They really are just onlookers and bystanders. So, we're not trying to be that. I think you get it. I beat that. Speaking of horses, I, I mean, I beat the horse. I, that's three uh, references to horse racing and horses. I have nothing against horses. I love them. I don't want to be around horses because, I mean, if those of you that don't know, if I haven't said it before, I'm not a big fan of animals that are bigger than me. I don't know. I don't trust it. Uh, if they, for some reason, get spooked, for some reason, get erratic and... Uh, and they're bigger than me, I stand less of a chance of escaping or defending myself. So anyway, that's that's another bonus one, too. You don't even need to be a Patreon member to get that extra. We don't even have to call that one overtime where you have to go pay and hear me talk some more. Uh, but yeah, that's that one's free. So anyway, that breeds spectators and onlookers if we're ignorant of purpose. And I don't think anybody on this call really is necessarily ignorant of the big purpose. I think we got some guys that are still searching for that more magnified, laser focused mission within the purpose. Okay. Tactically, strategically, practically, how do we do this thing? How do we? We know what our purpose wants to be, what what it needs to be, but how do we actually step into this? So, um, not that I want to talk about purpose tonight, but I will tell you this: ownership and agency and custody, okay, this active role that we have to take really does feed that purpose. It flan- fans the flame of our purpose, which ultimately gets us uh, moving forward to the mission through to toward the mission. Okay, so to have agency in life, you must, okay? There's three components, three elements, three essentials I just told you that you got to have, okay? These essentials are super vital, super crucial, paramount in whether or not you become a flaccid bystander or actually an active role player and purpose driven man to have agency in life you must number 1 value your place in the world now this is pretty elementary this sounds like a you know second grade chalkboard moment but i i, I be honest i think guys don't necessarily value right where they are. They don't value the reason. They don't value their role. They don't value their place in the world. So therefore, we're not taking responsibility for our role. I mean, God created us, okay? So we've got to take that seriously, and we have to value that role because He He's not just looking for kicks on a Sunday afternoon. He's not just flipping a coin and throwing some play-doh together to try to make a person and just see what happens and throw it up kind of into the wind and see what sticks. No, he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make accidents. You were made on purpose. I was made on purpose. I mean, the 8 billion people on the planet were made on purpose. And so many of us don't get that. So many of us take it for granted. So many of us have lost sight of it. So many of us don't value our place in the world because we feel like we either don't necessarily have the ability or capability to influence a situation or a greater purpose. We don't necessarily feel um, overly qualified, okay? Christians, maybe you don't feel necessarily called to make this difference or to step into uh, a, a situation that you might be able to dictate the outcome. Like We don't necessarily feel like that's our role, It's because we don't value our place in the world. We accept it. Okay. We manage it sort of. We deal with it. uh, But we don't take it seriously enough to value it. Because if you do value it. Guess what? You're going to insert yourself into more things, to more situations, to more circumstances, to more people. You're going to invest in uh, your career and your betterment. Uh, your knowledge base your your relationship you're gonna your finances you're gonna invest in your physical body right we always come back to those main four or five things because that's really what makes us up it's really what makes us men that's what makes us a, a valid valuable member of society are those things so we gotta shore those up okay we gotta dial in gotta level up in those areas and but you gotta value the role you have. I mean, if you don't value that, why would you take pride in investing in it? Why would you take time to be intentional to try to grow, right? Why would we, if we're not value, valuing ourselves and valuing our place in the world? I mean, you, you want everybody thinks they want influence, but then some don't want to really do what it takes to have that influence and to maintain that influence, Um in a healthy you know way and and with productive outcomes. So that's the first one guys. You've got to start with the basic. You got to start with just valuing what God created in you. And it's not all about self-love, self-help, self-affirming, self-talk. While those are, you know, there's a place for those. Those are important, right? You can't bash yourself and then value your place in the world. But I'm just saying it's more it's deeper. It's it's biblical. Okay? There's a spiritual realm that you have a role in uh, participating in. Okay, Spiritually, we're under attack on a regular basis. So let's count, it, count us valuable in this whole orchestrated event we call creation, we call humankind, mankind, we call our existence. Okay? That's the first one. Value your place in the world. Okay. And these are three essentials. Okay. Three essentials for maintaining agency and ownership. Taking a custody audit of ourselves right now. These three things are going to lock you in. Okay. Second one is value your gifts and talents. Now we value our place in the world, right? That's basic. We value that we're even here, that we exist. Secondly, we got to take it a step further and we got to value what we've been given. What our abilities and gifts and talents are? That capable component I mentioned earlier, if you don't feel capable or able, it's because you haven't identified your gifts and your talents, what you're good at. You haven't identified those and you haven't, at the very least, you, you for sure haven't aligned your passion with your interest and your skill set. So, to be able to identify your gifts and talents, you got to first understand okay, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm passionate about. Like, this gets me stirred up. It's what, here's a better way of saying it. If you can figure out what gets you out of bed in the morning versus what keeps you up at night, okay, if you can, your feet hit the ground in the morning with a little bit of spunk and skip in your step. Because you're looking forward to something that you're passionate about, that you're good at, that you've aligned your skill with, and that it fulfills a need or serves a purpose. Dude, you're locked. You're locked in. You're right in your swim lane. You are right in your sweep spot. we got to identify that, though. can't sit back and wait. You can't just throw it up you know, in the air and hope it lands uh, in a good direction or hope it lands in your favor. We've got to identify. Personally, okay, I've always been good at sales, but it's not just about sales, okay? I think it's just about conversation, dialogue, interaction, relationship, people, okay? Genuine authenticity. Like, I think that's what comes out in me. I'm an encourager by nature, and I think people like to feel important. They like to feel encouraged. They like to feel valued. They like to feel heard, okay? No different here for you, whatever your gift is, if you're good at making widgets out of cedar and you're a master with a miter saw, like, guess what? You're going to probably enjoy getting up every day. If you knew you got to go build and create something. Okay. Out of with that, with that platform, that modality and those materials, like you're getting fired up because you're just, I mean, if you're good at mechanical stuff and I'm talking about, The inner workings of a vehicle, which I know nothing about, you know, short of knowing that it needs gasoline and a charged battery, right? Um, Some good spark plugs. But, look, you get energized by knowing someone's talking about cars and engines and maintenance and mechanical stuff. Like, if that gets you going, great. Figure out a way. Identify your skills. Narrow them down a little bit. Identify a need, okay? Okay. And, and go forward, figure out what to do with that. Um, I don't have the answers for you, but I can tell you, you will, if you value your gifts and talents, then you will understand what having agency and taking ownership of your next chapter of life looks like. If you fail, so what? Write another chapter. I mean, guys that write books, authors, I've written books, like, one chapter may not be as good as another, but if you write a chapter in your book and you're like, eh, it's fair, it's decent, maybe you rewrite it some stuff, but then you get to that next chapter and you're more passionate about that particular topic and you're rocking and rolling, knocking it out of the park. That chapter is better than the one before it, but you didn't quit after that one that was kind of mediocre. You wrote another chapter. So we're we're called to go from faith to faith, glory to glory. God calls us to grow, gets us to, calls us to get better, to build upon ourselves and our talents. So identify what those are, but you got to accept and apply the duty that you've been given. Okay. All of you junior high guys trapped in junior high laughing. When I say duty, grow up talking to myself or I wouldn't have brought that up. Right. I'm, I'm pretty still pretty immature at, at almost 51. Um, I'm what keeps this house, uh, Heartbeat going when it comes to humor, stupid humor, weird dad humor. But I'll own that. See, I take agency over that in my life. I am absolutely the class clown here in our house. So duty. Okay, (laughs) I can't help it. All right. Accept and apply the duty you have to fill that need and to serve. So we've aligned, we've identified our gifts, like we know what we're good at. We've aligned those with our passion and what kind of gets us up in the morning, okay? And we've kind of have a vision of how we can utilize that going forward into the world, but we got to realize there's a need and we got to realize we're here to serve. So you got all those stars aligned. Guys, you've got purpose, you've got mission. You might even have a business that you just started without even realizing it. You definitely, at the very least, have a mission and a purpose and a need to serve. But you have to value your gifts and talents. And don't say you don't have any. Don't say that there's really not a need for what you're good at or what you're passionate about. Don't say that. Okay? People all the time are starting businesses by doing this very thing. And if they would have disqualified themselves by talking themselves out of it, basically out of fear okay, of failure, or insecurity, or just unknown. Well, I don't have a guarantee, so I'm not starting. Okay, if they would have not done that, then we wouldn't have a lot of the products and services we have now. So I'm just saying, not telling you have to start a business, but I'm just saying, to get in line with your purpose and mission, identify your gifts and talents, find the need where it's at, and go serve that. Um, and, And the last one here under value your gifts and talents is utilization of these honors God. Plain and simple. He gave them to you. And if you sit on them and you bury them like the the Joker uh, guy that buried the the talent, you know, the the gifts, the the story of the talent said the one guy that just buried it because he was scared and didn't want to risk it and thought it was safe, he got more rebuke than anybody. Um so you're you're wasting what God's given you. Again, he doesn't make mistakes, guys. He doesn't, there's no accidents in creation. By the creator. Okay. So it, it by honor we honor him by utilizing our gifts and talents. And then it positions us for prosperity and growth and abundance. Okay. That sets us up nicely. If we're in obedience and we're honoring him and we're doing it for the right reasons and we're serving and we're fired up and we're excited about it and we're and we're doing it with the right heart. Okay. And we're encouraging and and helping and blessing people around us. Dude. Growth, prosperity, abundance, that stuff happens. It's coming. Okay. It's coming to you if that's you. So, number two, value your gifts and talents. All right. That's two guys. Here's the third one. Third essential of taking agency and ownership of your life. Okay. Custody audit. Point number three. The third essential. Okay. To have agency in life, you must value and cultivate. Your sphere of influence and the relationships that God's blessed you with, and the ones you don't even know about that are coming towards you because honor begets honor. Okay. If you honor and serve and steward certain relationships and resources, God multiplies it, He adds to it. Okay. There's more good relationships if you're taking care and nurturing the ones that you got now. All right? Sure, you may have to cut bait on some. Sure, you may have to trim fat. Cut out the ones that are unhealthy, that are toxic, that are poison, that are just not good for you. Ones from your past that you're still holding on to, cut bait, move on. But those relationships that are solid, that you're nurturing, that you're cultivating, you're continuing to foster, and and they continue to flourish, you will see more doors open for those relationships. So love what... And who God loves. Okay. Now, it doesn't, I don't think the Bible says you have to necessarily interact with all of God's children because the ones that have hurt you and proven themselves to be unfaithful or hurtful, yeah, you have to love them, forgive them, but you don't have to interact. You don't have to have a relationship with them ongoing. Okay. So love what and who God loves. That's the first part of that value and cultivate spirit, your sphere of influence and in relationships. Love what he loves. Love who he loves. Get in line with that. Line yourself up with the Father and his principles, his standards, his values, and you're good moving forward in relationship. So then you also, the second one here under value and cultivate sphere of influence relationship, different perspective will come when you help people thrive. When people thrive because of something you said or did or seeds you sowed, you have a different perspective. You will look at things differently. You will treat your purpose and your place in the world, you will treat it different. You will treat your gifts and talents. You will value those things because you're seeing them work. You're seeing them come to fruition. You're seeing the harvest from actually tilling the soil, okay, of utilizing those gifts. You're honoring God and you're starting to see you've got a different perspective now because people thriving People are growing. People are healthy relationally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. Okay? You're meeting a need and you're serving because you stewarded those gifts and talents. You stewarded, you took agency of yourself and your life and the resources you've been given. Um, And then the last part here under that is just own what you build and nurture. Okay? Okay. You will own what you build and nurture. If we're talking about ownership, we're talking about agency, we're talking about custody, okay? Talking about stewardship, we're talking about grabbing a hold of life, okay? By the cojones and actually being the jockey more than the horse, okay? The hammer more than the nail. We're actually driving the ship into the current. We're not putting the ship in neutral, pulling up anchor and seeing where the wind takes us. That's not what we're doing, okay? So if you own something, you will own something that you build, that you create, that you nurture. Discipleship sharpens us. It sharpens the people we're around. But discipleship can come in biblical forms of how we sharpen each other spiritually. Uh, Discipleship is really mentorship, coaching. Parenting is a form of discipleship walking with your wife arm in arm, like-minded, okay, united in how we approach decisions, like that's discipleship. That's a mutual relationship there of discipleship, but it it can't help but sharpen. If it's healthy discipleship and it's for a greater purpose that actually uh, furthers the kingdom, builds the kingdom, grows the kingdom, is uh, spiritually enhancing, or it's beneficial it's blessing somebody else like that discipleship sharpens everybody it can't help but do that it's a biblical principle and it can't help but be good if used right so guys you will own what you build you will own what you nurture you will sharpen yourself through this discipleship through this uh, mentorship through a stewardship relationship in relationships okay? So value and cultivate your sphere of influence and relationships. Guys, that's in a nutshell. Look, this is how we become owners of our own, let's say, destiny to be fluffy and flashy. Uh, but our our calling, we will experience the true and fullness of it as we do step forward into the ownership and taking custody auditing ourselves check in where am i this checklist guys it's fluid it can you can add to it you can take some out you can it's living and breathing document as you go through life because obviously you're going from faith to faith glory to glory like we said we're growing okay we're not staying put for a year from now you're going to be answering these questions maybe a little differently but the main thing will stay the main thing. Here's what they are. The three essentials that are essential. Okay. For personal agency and ownership in your life, you got to value your place in the world. Okay. We said, we talked about your God's creation, understand and take responsibility for your role. Okay. Understand his intent was not an accident. It wasn't a mistake. You were here for a reason on purpose for a purpose. And then, you you insert insert uh yourself in situations more proactively and intentionally in order to have influence that's value your place in the world second one's value your gifts and talents guys we got to get there got to identify them first though and we got to put legs on them we got to run with that we got to honor god okay we have the duty to honor him with those gifts and talents but we got to align those with our skill set our passions our interests okay what gets us out of bed in the morning We got to know why that is and what makes us good at certain things, okay? Uh, The third one, value and cultivate your sphere of influence and relationships. Love what God loves. Love who God loves, okay? You will have a different perspective when you see people thrive, and You're part of that plan. You're part of that journey for them. You're part of the reason they are thriving. You're encouraging, okay? You're blessing. That is going to give you a different perspective. You're going to want to take charge. You're going to want to... Put your head down and lean into those headwinds. You're going to want to take life, take the keys back, okay? Own what you build and what you nurture. Gentlemen, I hope that was good. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got better like I did. With that, be blessed.